new challenges. Sometimes you might feel like you can't handle it all or need to cover up your struggles. We are here to have authentic conversations about the daily battles we experience and to let you know that it's okay to not be okay. I'm Megan. I'm Laura. Let's talk about it. Hi guys, welcome back to It's Okay Not To Be Okay. Uh, Laura and I have a topic we are not happy about discussing today, right, Laura? (laughs) We are avoiding it like the plague. Correct, and it totally fits our title of It's Okay To Not Be Okay. Uh, Today we are talking about body image and thought it'd be pretty applicable as this is going to be coming out in May and we are reaching summer season and short season and swimsuit season. And I think that's when we focus a lot on our bodies, but I do think that body image is a struggle all year round. So we're just going to tackle that today to the best of our abilities. I think you have two women who are not confident in their bodies talking about body image. So so Here disclaimer, <laughs> like a disclaimer, we're not happy about this topic. We're struggling through it with you. I was telling Laura, like this past weekend was probably the first weekend I wore shorts in like six months and I was not happy about it. But then I pretty much lived in a bathing suit at my pool this weekend. So that was good. But it comes with all these like, I don't know, yucky, insecure feelings that we have to talk about and deal with and I mean, it's healthy to do it, but we have no answers for you. No solutions. <laughs> just going to struggle through it with you and have a conversation about getting, body image. <laughs> maybe give some encouragement. Maybe we have a few answers. Tricks up our sleeve. Who knows? Um, for this topic, though, I did go back to my Instagram following and um, asked a few questions and I found it interesting and I feel like it put an additional pressure on myself to like make an impact on this podcast because I had asked a few questions and there's about 40 people that responded. And one of them was, have you ever struggled with body image? And, uh, 98% said yes to, so that leaves 2% saying no. And do you currently struggle with body image? 83% said yes. And 17% said no. And there were a few people that had switched, like they struggled with it one point, they don't anymore. So they've come to like a, a good, a good place. And they did give good input on that, that we'll get to later. But as like, I scrolled through the names one, there's a variety of, of, of ages that are on Instagram. Um, but like I, there's some of my students that I taught up in Michigan when they were like fifth graders that they're, they follow me now and they participated. So they're, you know, college aged, um, our generation. So there's a variety of ages and there's people on there that I would have never imagined that they would ever say that they struggle with body image. Mm -hmm. And so that really caught, and I think that's why I put, it put pressure on me because I was like, wow, this is a topic that a lot of people, no matter how you look, like I can look at you and be like, wow, you look great. But how they view themselves in the mirror isn't how I'm viewing them. So it's this, like, it's a struggle. It's hard. It is. And like, while you're talking about it too, like, I think a lot of times when we talk about people that struggle with body image, we immediately go to females, but I work with a lot of men in my 
um, counseling office that also struggle with like how they view their body and even my own son. Um, we've been having some interesting conversations about that too. So I don't think it's just a female struggle. I think it's of all ages and like most of the time, I think it is exactly what you said. Like it's how we view our bodies. It's not, I mean, there can be negative comments from other people, but the majority of the stress I think comes internally for us and not Mm -hmm. as much externally. Mm -hmm. I agree. To add to the males, I I mean, I will be hundred percent transparent and say that all of the people that responded to my questions were females. So I did text my brother and my husband (laughs) just out of the blue. And I was like, have you ever struggled with body image? And they both took it seriously. And they both said yes in different ways. Um, You know, like David was like, yeah, there's sometimes that I wish I could be more muscular. Mm -hmm. And um, I was surprised too that my, I mean, my brother was one of the smaller ones in his class because he was the very youngest. And he never said that he struggled with it in high school being smaller. It's just more, he struggles with it now because he wants to like be healthy for his kids and not get the dad bod, but they both took it very seriously. And I was surprised that they both said yes at some point, but it was funny. Cause I text David, I asked him that. And then I didn't say anything else. Then he calls me. He's like, are you okay? What's wrong? <laughs> I was like, are you oh, struggling yeah, with your body right. right now? <laughs> he's like, do we need to talk about something? <laughs> like I'm just doing research for a podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, I think with men, it, it can often uh, sometimes with weight gain, but also that like strength issue, right? I think that's sometimes a lot more of what I hear and see, or this assumption and my son gets it. And I have a client who's really tall too, but they're like, we're tall, but we don't play sports. And why do you always assume that I'm like a basketball player, you know? And like, that's mm-hmm. not what they're into. So it's, I think it's interesting in a different way. So, I mean, disclaimer, usually from a body image standpoint on this podcast, we're probably going to talk about it more from a female perspective. Um, but want to recognize that men struggle with this in a little bit different ways than women do, but it's a, it's a struggle, both Mm -hmm. genders. Mm -hmm. Why do you think it is a struggle? (sighs) What are your struggles? Like like if, uh, I don't know why my brain just went all Jesus-y, but that's what it's doing today. So like, if you think about it, like if we really got to the core of it and the garden of Eden, as soon as sin entered, Adam and Eve looked at their bodies and thought, oh my goodness, you need to hide. And like, that's just really super striking to me of like that insecurity was like one of the first things we see in the Bible when sin entered the world. So I do think it just says that it like morphs I think sin morphs how you look at yourself. Right. And so I I don't know, like, I think that's a struggle. And I do, I don't think we can get away from the fact that, that media, right. Puts a lot of, I don't know, a lot of priority on how people look, um, and how like your, your body type and stuff. And so, I mean, I think it's just constantly in our face. Mm -hmm. Especially now, Mm -hmm. but I remember, I mean, I've never been like in a friend group, like the small one or the skinny one. Um, so I, even like pre-social media, it was something that I just always struggled with just comparing myself to those people in my life, just how my body was, but also like, I think body image goes to, and there's some people that commented on it, like the clothes you wear, like, mm-hmm. are you in the, in the, in clothing and what's, what's popular and that kind of stuff. And I never was, um, I found it interesting that the one person that said that she's never struggled with body image 
she, her reason why was that she was raised in a home that did not put emphasis on it. And I, and I think that's great and I admire it, but that I struggled with that too. Cause I was like, I was not either. That was never yeah. like, a, that was never talked about. It was never, I don't ever remember that being an issue of in our home, but it was just like an issue in an internal issue of just comparing myself to my friends and how I looked and how I felt. And I was just, but I will say that when I was younger, I was very, I was, I was very insecure. It wasn't until college that I found more security in who I was and how I looked and all that kind of stuff. So that probably was a big issue too, but there's just so many factors that play into it. For me too, like growing up, I was always like the tallest in my friend group. And I just have a bigger, my mom was always like, you just have big bones. Like you have a bigger frame. Like, okay, thanks. But it's still like bigger. The word bigger is still in there. And so I remember being like, in high school, I was like a size six, right? And everybody was like a zero or a one. And man, what I would give to be a size six right now. But, um, <laughs> you know, but it is that that piece of we're always comparing. We're just always comparing. And um, we have to just recognize how much we're built differently. Like you and I are built so much differently. Um, mm-hmm. And so like, I, I, I see that in my daughter too, like her friend group, they're all shaped different and she's one of the tallest. Right. And, um, I was actually really proud of her friends because they're having like a graduation party and they're like a swimming kind of thing. And so she was feeling just like, I don't know what swimsuit I want to wear. And I don't want to show this or show that. And, and her friends were like really affirming to her and, and was like, KK, like, you, your body is great. Like my body's different. You know, it's just, it was a good, honest conversation in my car about like honoring your body and how they're built differently. And I think that's just so important for teenagers specifically right now to be able to hear, like we respect everybody's body and how they're built. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. And they're getting it so much more. And I think that's an issue across all ages of if you're on any sort of social media outlet, you're seeing you're seeing the best of people, you know, Mm -hmm. they're not going to put the crappy looking picture up. They're going to put the picture that they look great in it or like all of these fitness people, that's their platform. So if you follow any of them, you're seeing it all the time of how they look and how they eat and all that kind of stuff. And it just kind of messes with your mind of like, I'm not doing something right. And then it just becomes this bigger and bigger issue. And it's like your only focus of like, well, shoot, I just ate a piece of candy and that person wouldn't do that. And they look great. Like that was really dumb of me to do that. And then it just like, I don't know, maybe I'm just talking about myself. It just becomes this no. downward spiral. And then it's like, all that you focus on is like, should I be eating that? And then it just like, just removes all the joy from living because you're like, well, this is probably a size to my thighs or, you know, I don't know. It just, it's just hard. Cause it's always comparison. And a lot of people said that too, of like, you're defined by the scale. You're defined by the size that you wear. Um, just all these thoughts about comparison and weight and like numbers and just how it just is always there in your mind. Well, and I think like the core of it is like, we're not finding satisfaction or contentment with our bodies in a lot of ways, or the comparison piece takes away the ability to be content, right. Or the, the ability to be proud or happy of how you look or how you present yourself. And so 
like I'm one and I don't know who I was talking about this with, but like, I hate dressing nice. Like it is not my thing. You can catch me in leggings and t-shirts every day, all day. If I'm allowed to even coming to the office, like I'm not the most professionally dressed because I value a little bit more being comfortable than I do looking nice. Um, like you're not going to catch me in heels or anything, but it is about like, how do you feel comfortable with yourself? What are you content with? Like, how can you find just satisfaction in the way that you're presenting yourself? And there's definitely days for me of like, I don't give a crap and I'm going to have the bags under my eyes and all of that stuff. Um, I think it's kind of funny too. So again, with my daughter, like, yeah, on social media, they'll try to put the really cute pictures, but then they use Snapchat to like, they were like sending pictures of like how many double chins can they make in this photo (laughs) and just like being goofy and, and using silly filters. And so I think there's, there can be like a balance sometimes in there of, you know, how you're presenting yourself and in what setting, um, Mm -hmm. to feel confident or silly. Um, but I think a lot of what I saw in your social media too, was talking about like the mom mom's body after, cause our bodies change after we have kids, right? Like you feel different things are in different places. I don't even know how to say that, but like the mom bod and like how you can still be proud of who you are and what your body has gone through. Um, and that's so difficult for me. Like it's really hard for me to wrap my head around. Well, and there's some moms that just bounce right back and -hmm. you're like, wow, that's really great for you. And then you're like, well, here I am four years later from the last (laughs) and still (laughs) trying to, uh, bounce back. But, um, no, yeah, there's a lot on that. And I think the struggle too, with that is that you have this new body and then you're also like, you are no longer a priority. Your kids are. So it's like, you're trying to take care of yourself. You're trying to feel good about yourself, but do you have time to take care of yourself? And then you're dealing with all of these like mental issues, like internal issues going on about like, my thighs are bigger. My swimsuit looks different. And it's just, hard, but yet you want to be proud because you're like, my body grew that human. And if you, mm-hmm. if you nurse, if you nurse your baby, it nursed your, but you know, produce food for however long. And it did this amazing thing. And we just don't give our bodies the credit that they deserve. Cause even after you're still, you're chasing around kids, you're able to move with them. Like your body does so much for you. And we don't give it the credit that it is owed. I feel like I always hear about people like owning their stretch marks, right. Or their mom pooch, or, you know, just being proud that their, their body produced a human. And I, if I step back and think about that, I can get there. But in a moment where I'm feeling insecure, it is really hard, really, really hard to get there. And I know I've shared that I go down, um, TikTok rabbit holes, but there is a TikTok rabbit hole. I've been on a couple of times of like men posting on TikTok how much they love their wife's body, even if it's not what they, the wife wants their body to be because of that fact, because that like we sacrificed our body for having children. And so like when I get, when I hear those kind of things out of the mouth of men who love and honor their wives, I think that is really affirming. Um, Mm -hmm. And probably if any men are listening needs to be affirmed a lot in any mom who is struggling with a mom bod. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the moms actually need to listen and not just say, you're just saying that because again, (laughs) it comes back to most of the time it's us. And someone, one of my dear friends said that, that she's become more body confident because she's reminded that she's her own worst critic. No one else notices. 
I think we care more about what others are thinking than they actually are thinking. And so then we, we're in this battle that doesn't even need to be fought. Well, and I think the other thing that gets me um, like away from, not away from, but it can pull me out of that like comparison piece as like what I'm teaching my daughters about their bodies, by mm-hmm. the way I cover my body up or make statements or feel ashamed. Like I, I put on a pair of shorts again on Saturday for the first time. And I probably said something to my husband and to my two daughters of like, I'm feeling really insecure. Like, I don't like how my legs look in these shorts. And both of all of them are like, you're fine. Like, you know, and just for them to hear that out of me, like, I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing. Um, but I've seen a lot of posts on social media about, um, like wearing the bathing suit, just wear the bathing Mm -hmm. suit at the beach, like enjoy the time. Nobody's noticing, but you. Um, and I think, I think that's important. I, but a man, do I struggle to get my head in that space while I'm putting on that bathing suit? Not gonna lie. Oh, I think, I mean, as we're sitting here talking about it, I'm like, we're making it sound so easy. Like it's all on us. Just get rid of all these internal thoughts and you'll be good to go. But it's hard. It really is hard. And then like, when you add into the mix, having a daughter, I mean, even a son too, I'm very aware of like how I talk about myself. I, I do it a lot with David of just, I don't feel good. This doesn't fit. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look right. But I really try not to do that even in front of Lucy now. And even just commenting on, you know, I do tell her she's, I do tell her she's pretty, but then I'm like, should I be telling her that? Like, is she going to have this like in her mind, like, oh, I need to look a certain way or like feel a certain way. My mom thinks I'm pretty. I need it. You know, that kind of, but then I'm like, she's for Laura. Like, I think you can tell her that she's pretty. But I (laughs) think what you said, I think what you said is important. Like it, you can't easily just push those thoughts out of your brain. Like you almost have to battle with yourself a little bit. Like you have to have that internal argument of like, what I'm thinking is not healthy for me. It's not teaching my kids what I want it to teach. You know, it's like this battle back and forth in your head. And like, here are the things that maybe would help bring you out of it. Like thinking about what you're teaching your kids or learning to find contentment or knowing that people don't love you because of how your body looks. Like, I think that's another loop I get stuck on a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. Especially if I'm like doing a presentation or something, like I want to make sure people are, are listening to me. And I think that that's going to be about how I look sometimes. And it's really not ever. Um, So it is that like, you have to be okay arguing with yourself in your head. Like to me, that's a pretty normal, to me, that's pretty common occurrence. I argue with myself in my head all the time. Um, Mm -hmm. But especially on these points, I think it's like a constant battle Mm -hmm. in there. And I know you and I are both like out loud processors. Right. (laughs) And I think that's why, I mean, David gets it a lot because he is obviously the one that I live with, but it's good to have people in your life like you, that if I'm constantly talking about it, you'd probably be like, Laura, this is consuming you. Like you need to let it go because when it consumes you, then it just like, it just becomes a bigger issue than it needs to be. And that could be where I'm at. Just even currently, I just am not feeling very good about myself right now. And so I'm just constantly thinking about like, Oh, well, those shorts are a little bit tighter. You better not put that on. Cause that won't feel good. Or I better wear something flowy or I better not eat that, you know? And then it just is always there. And you're, and you take a step back. You're like, what am I, what, what joy am I missing in life? Because mm-hmm. I'm so focused on how I look when there's a good chance that I'm the only one that cares about how I look. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to argue with you on one point. Okay. Because 
I don't like that thought of like, you need to just let it go because I don't like, I don't think that's humanly possible to just let something go. I I don't think it, like, Mm -hmm. I think it's going to keep bouncing up back in your head, but I think it is possible to say like, well, I'm going to list out my arguments for this. Or like what I do with like my bullet journal is I'm going to track the healthy things I am doing. So I won't get stuck on the one unhealthy Mm. habit I'm doing. Right. And so it's not like, that's like a daily thing of trying to let it go. But I don't think we can ever have like a Mary Poppins moment where like poof, it disappears. Actually, Mm -hmm. I don't think that's Mary Poppins, but whatever Disney character that is. I just don't think that's going to happen. Like, I think it's going to have to be a common like argument internally Mm -hmm. with ourselves. I think the other piece that you and I talked about, like wanting to touch on today is, and I find this, my family's really guilty of this. Like we celebrate milestones or like anything that is like, you did a great job. Like we're going to get ice cream or like, we're going to have cake or we're going to have like sugar is our like positive reward. And so as I watch that in my family, it's like a little concerning to me. What am I teaching my kids about food? Uh, because I think that ties into body image a lot. Um, and like, why do we always celebrate something with ice cream? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a fan of doing it, but also I think it like, I don't know, starts to warp that idea of like the concept of food and reward. And, and it's so closely tied with body image sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another, I think, parenting struggle too. And even a a struggle that all adults have is just having that healthy relationship with food too, because it can get you into a rut or you could use it as a, I'm sure you see it in your office, like stress eating, or you eat when you're anxious or whatever. And like, why are you consuming what you're consuming? And yeah, I think that for sure goes along with body, but you want to have a healthy body image, but you also want to have a healthy body and it all just contributes all together. So you need to have that like healthy relationship with food too, and understand why you have the habits that you have. And no, I see it a lot too. We celebrate with ice cream where it's a a bribe too of like, well, if you do this, you can have a piece of candy. (laughs) But I will say too, like, I, I think in our house, part of my building that relationship is I don't want to completely take sugar away from our kids. So they're not, so it's not like a, a big deal when it comes. So like we literally in our pantry, we have candy from Halloween that is still there on the bottom drawer in a bucket in our pantry. And our kids know that if they ever sneak a piece of candy, I I had to do it one year. My dear friend, Sarah did this with her kids at Halloween. If they sneak a piece of candy, she threw it all away. And there was one year that Christian did it. And I threw it all away ever since then. It literally sits there. And they know that after quiet time, they can go choose one piece Mm -hmm. of candy and it's not limited. And it's not like, ah, you know, and there are sometimes where I'm like, well, I should probably not give them as many treats, but at this, like, I'm trying to find that balance of like, I don't want that to be something that like is so removed from your life that you're like, I need sugar kind of thing. But I mean, I've seen in clients, family is like, the over-focus on making sure you're eating so healthy and we don't do sugar and stuff can also lead to body image issues. Like it, mm-hmm. so like, I feel like, again, maybe like our word of the year is balance or something, but I, I do feel it is like teaching how to do things in like respectable ways. Like you and I've even talked about that with alcohol. Like I, 
I remember like going to the grocery store when Michaela or McKenna was little and they're like, don't forget the Moscato. Like, you know, and she's like <laughs> screaming in the grocery store, but it's like, I'm not going to totally remove everything. I'm going to teach you how to do things in a healthier way, like with balance. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's been my model. And I think that's got to be the same with food. And then, and then with how we talk about our bodies. Um, and I don't, you know, I usually go off on tangents and I don't always follow what you said we were going to talk about, but like my mom was an OBGYN nurse. Like when we were growing up, like we used the real name for body parts. We talked about our bodies, all of them. And, you know, it wasn't this like scared, quiet thing. You know, we talked about our periods. We talked about sex. We talked about all those things. And like, it's our responsibility as parents to teach about your bodies and how to take care of Mm -hmm. them for your kids. And I think that's a really important piece because Mm -hmm. in some families, those things aren't talked about. And then there's shame associated, Mm -hmm. which is really difficult. Mm -hmm. And there's so much, I'm sure we could spend like an hour talking about this, but we won't, um, for your (laughs) sake, for your, for your sake. But when you think about body image, there's just so many, there's so many things that go along with it. Just two of, you know, stretch marks bags under your eyes, dark circles. Like, I think sometimes it's more like, I tend to focus on like my stomach area or like my arms or those kind of things. But there's, there's so many different characters. It's acne on your face that contributes to your body or like different. I have like a patch of psoriasis on my elbow and I get very conscientious of like when it is like flaring. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so gross. People are probably staring at me. And I'm like, they're probably not. But that's Nobody like, knows. <laughs> that's like, that's like my issue. And there's so many things that go along with it. And each person is like having their own battle. And I, you talk about that with your kids, but it also like goes to how do you talk about it in your everyday life? Like if you're going to be struggling with your body image, like how could that make someone else feel about their body? You know, those kind of things. Cause I, I see it on social media. I know that like blew up with Kim Kardashian, Kim Kardashian and her crash diet before the Met Gala and how like that didn't go over well. And I was very proud of like how people were talking about it and how unhealthy it was that she did that. But yet she has got this influence and your, your words uh, affect people and how you look like talk about yourself. And I, 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 you need a safe place to process, but also be aware of like maybe who you're, who you're talking to too. Like if KK is struggling with a body issue, you're not going to go and be like, Oh my gosh, look at my legs. They're so gross. You know? Cause then she'll be like, well, look at my legs. You know? I don't know. I think too, like I've seen it on social media recently, like the opposite. I think you and I are talking about it from like being worried, like we're overweight, but I've heard somebody I follow on social media, like did this whole post the other day that she was at the beach and she's very skinny and very fit. And somebody was like screaming at her that she needed to go eat a cheeseburger and fatten Mm -hmm. up. So, I mean, I think body image is it can be viewed in so many different ways and, and different things that we, you know, we struggle with based on who we are, but it, it, but, but I go back to how powerful words are like, even when we don't mean Like I'm sarcastic so much. And so, and my daughter is too. And sometimes it can be hurtful and you didn't mean it to be hurtful. Um, And so like being so aware of our words that we say to other people and the words that we say to ourselves, like I think is one of the core pieces with body image, because like what you're telling yourself about yourself over and over in your head affects your body image. And then what comes out of your mouth to other people impacts their Mm -hmm. body image, you know? Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to be aware of words. And I think, 
I just have to bring this in too, because it's hitting me home or it hit home today in our devotion. And I think ultimately at the end of the day, in order to be secure in yourself and to get to that point where you don't care as much about your body image, you have to think about which eyes you're viewing your body. Are you viewing yourself from the world's point of view, or are you viewing yourself from God's point of view? Because God made you in your mother's room. He, he like, he pieced you together. Everyone is different. No two people are the same. You're not going to look exactly like everyone else. Your size, there's something else on the internet where it shows like six different people. They're all different heights, but they all weigh the same and they all Mm -hmm. look very different. And I think when you can shift your perspective into how God views you, that can totally change your view on body image. And, um, when I, when I taught fifth and sixth grade, we did, um, like a couple of weeks of sex ed and I had all the girls for fifth and sixth grade. And then the sixth grade teacher, he was a male. He had all the boys and I ended like our time together. And I, I laminated these cards with the verse first Peter three, three through four. And it says your beauty should come not from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes rather It should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. And I have that card hanging on my mirror. I had it painted um, to hang up in Lucy's room, just as that reminder as females of like, I was made in God's image. I have great worth in God's sight. Like I may not be the most fashionable person. I may not have like the quote unquote perfect body, but God thinks I'm pretty darn great. (laughs) Being made in God's image is not just about your body, right? It's like about your personality and your spirit and like your soul, you know, like it's so much like your outward body is just a piece of that. But I want to read what came from our devotion today because I thought it was like a good little trick that she talked about before, like going into a social setting where she felt insecure And she said, I can feel unsteady about who I am. And remember that even on the days I forget who I am and who God made me to be, I'm grounded and anchored in love. It's my favorite party trick because all of a sudden my focus goes off my insecurities to the secure and steady nature of God's love for me. And once I land there, I'm able to stop thinking about myself so much and get to the business of really seeing other people more clearly and loving them abundantly in the same way God loves me. Like if you just like before you head into a moment where you feel so insecure, can can just have a centering breath and just be grounded and like God loves all of me, no matter how I look, um, you know, it's not just about my looks when walking in here and then see other people in that site too. I mean, I think our eyes can do us such injustice sometimes because we view people through them first and like through their outward appearance. And so being able to recenter that and, and focus that on like that whole being that God created and everything they bring to the table, not just how they look in front of me today, I think is really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. It was crazy. Just with talking with Megan, I texted her. I'm like, I don't know about this podcast. Like I feel so much pressure with it. And then that devotion hit and I'm like, Yeah, that makes so much sense of like when you're rooted and you're grounded and you're finding your security in God, it's going to change your whole perspective. And in this book, we'll, we'll um, link it in the show notes. Um, It's by Ellie Holcomb. It's been really good. We're like a weekend and I've loved it. It's really been, it's called fighting words and it definitely gives you a different perspective and makes you think, but yeah, that made me kind of 
stop and is like, oh yeah, where is my security? It's probably more in the world, which won't ever fill me up. That's kind of what she talked about today too, is like the world will never fill you up. It'll a slow leak. Whereas God can fill you up and then overflow you. I think it's always, I always love, so Laura and I've been doing this for like four years, our devotion four, three, I can't even keep track anymore. It all started one night with margaritas at Chili's. <laughs> and then from then on, we've been doing devotions together, but, um, it always seems like there's something and we're texting back and forth about of like, Oh, this is going to be so hard. I don't know what we're going to do. And then like in the devotion, no matter what book it is that we're doing, God's like, ha ha ladies, I've been planning this and <laughs> I gotcha. And so I feel like that's so important. Um, as we wrap up our time too, like, I would love to say that we would walk away from this conversation and like, be so confident in our bodies, but I know that's not going to happen for me. Like, I know that's not just a switch that's going to turn on and off. Um, so I think one of my bigger takeaways is I got to continue to fight with myself in my head about this issue. And then like, get back to that, what she reminded us in our devotion today of like, finding my value and worth as a whole person and that God loves all of me immensely. Um, so the cellulite on my legs should not bother me as much as they do, but man, do they still continue to piss me off? (laughs) (laughs) You just uh, gave cellulite a pronoun there. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah. I, my takeaway too, I think I just want to emphasize that you're you're not alone in this and it needs to be talked Mm -hmm. about. And I think it is becoming more talked about. Like I just saw another fitness person talk. I mean, she is buff, like, but she's had kids and she's like, my stomach is saggy and all this kind of stuff. And I never felt like I could wear a bikini because it's just like all hanging out. But even she talked about, she's like, just put it on, but it's just, I just, it's okay to share your struggles. And also even the point of this podcast, it's okay to not be okay. You like, you are not alone in this. There are a lot of people that struggle with their body image. Um, so I think that's my takeaway one, but then also just a, uh, big reminder that you were given this body by your heavenly father and that he loves you. He's not critical of you in your mirror. You're your worst critic. And so just kind of, I can say this like, Oh, I'm just going to go do this. Like I'm great with my body image. I'm not but just trying to shift your perspective into how you're viewing yourself, but like take care of the body that you've been given, like your God's workmanship. He gave you this body. It's your temple. And I think even the words you speak to your body, how, you know, are as big as like, yeah. Yeah. And, and your whole self is important too. And I think just that idea that sin will twist it always for you to find something negative about yourself. So push really hard to see yourself through God's eyes. And like, let's teach our kids that for Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. So So put on the swimsuit this summer and the tank top, the shorts. (laughs) Eat all the ice cream. I kind of feel like, Laura, we made it through the podcast. Should we go get ice cream or something? I know. And then I'm like, oh, bad concept. (laughs) See how Jeremiah's, yeah. (laughs) If you haven't been to Jeremiah's, come to Florida and we'll take you because you need to. (laughs) Well, thanks for joining us, guys. We made it through this really rough topic and we have some more rough topics planned um, coming up. So hope you'll join us again soon. 
Hey guys, thanks so much for giving us a listen today on this really hard topic. We'd love to be able to connect with you. So follow us, Lutheran Counseling Services, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. But also give Laura and me a follow. Laura can be found at LauraBlank89, and I am at M. Meisler on all the things.